episode 10 up in your business here we are happy monday uh here we go this is uh gonna be another good episode get ready strap yourselves in this is a little bit uh a little bit lengthy but it's a really good one if you're into construction especially you're gonna love this one um but i really just think we hit a lot of uh, a lot of points of business different different aspects of a business whether you do construction or not um but this is a good one uh and even just running your own business and like you're saying trying to accommodate family uh, yeah you know all the all the little things that people don't think about yeah yeah definitely um so we're gonna get into it uh before we do that it is time for pre-production what do you have mike all right uh i got one some news came out on friday mm-hmm. um you know that adam sandler has never hosted snl before Oh, really? Yeah, he was I on it, know. and that's obviously how he was found. Yeah. But he's never um, never hosted. Um, they're bringing him on for May 4th, oh, along okay. with, uh, I guess, Sean Mendez is singing. Okay. The reason why I bring it up, I thought it was interesting. He was on Norm McDonald's podcast. Yep. And I think it might have been a couple of years ago, but when he was asked why he never wanted to host a show because he's been asked before he turns it down oh okay he goes why should i he's like i don't know how good it would be i'm slow now so he's slow he's slow like he like because it's all improv so he wouldn't be able to keep up with how fast people are going nowadays Uh, but personally back when adam sandler was on snl it was way better than it is now snl sucks i can't can't watch it i watch like a skit or two and it's either like the same political joke over and over again. The same yeah. person pretending to be like a political yeah. figure. It's like you can only make fun of Donald Trump so much. Yeah. It's like no matter what side you're on, it's like all right. Yeah. Enough is enough. Like, yeah. Think of some new material. Yeah. yeah. It's just the same thing a hundred times in five different ways. Yeah. I think Lauren Michaels is losing his fastball. I don't know. Give us your thoughts. Give us your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. He does uh, produce a show. Um, fuck. What's the name of that show? Never mind, I'll cut this. <laughs> if you know the show, let us know. Well. Um, so my news is related to Amazon slash the Bezos family. Uh Jeff and his now ex wife, Mackenzie, are officially finished. Ooh, you get that money, girl. Divorce is finalized. Wait, did he cheat on her or something or did Yeah, so this was probably on like a month or so ago, but um yeah, he got caught with another female but right before he was caught he announced that they were going to be getting divorced so he kind of like set himself up and then you know whatever so um anyway so they've been going through the divorce for the last month or so and uh it was finalized the other day and guess how much stock she got to keep half i thought i thought it would have been half yeah i would have hoped so but it's not 25 percent that's still a decent little chunk but of change. guess how much that comes out to. So Amazon stock right now is presently trading at 18.13. Yep. So the combined stock worth is 35 million. No, the the combined stock is worth 143 billion. For just 25%? No, 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 for all oh, of it. Oh, 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 oh. So like, sh- her share works out to 35.6 billion. Oh, so I nailed it. So <laughs> you said million. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, 35.6 billion. Jesus. So with her 25, though, she doesn't have, she gave up all voting control. 
I mean, so, just give me the money. I don't need to vote on shit. Yeah, exactly. Which was honestly a good uh, a good move for her because that would just the business would just be fucking like in shambles if an ex husband and wife are trying to like make decisions yeah. in a company. No, so so she still makes a profit though off everything they do. Then right? Uh, I guess so. Yeah, that yeah, she probably would. Um, so yeah, so Jeff kept seventy five. He gets voting control and uh, she gets twenty five. I mean, that's uh, I mean. Divorce obviously is a terrible thing, but yeah. didn't that make her like uh, one of the richest women in the world? Oh yeah, from that divorce, absolutely. She is definitely like, I'm gonna look it up right now. Richest woman in the world. I bet you it'll be like an hour ago. Mackenzie Bezos. <laughs> yeah, right. Updated ten minutes ago. Yeah, richest. Oh, AP Bio. That's <laughs> a Lauren Michaels show. I told you it would come to me. She's third. She's third. She's third. Fran. Francois Myers is forty six billion. Alice Walton, whoever that is, forty one, and Mackenzie Bezos thirty six. Was she? Do you know if she was, um, like, in with the company before? Was she ever in with any operations, like making any calls, or was I don't she just always? Think she's just so. always the. Yeah, that's not terrible. The wife of Jeff Bezos. I, yeah, I don't think so. They've been married for twenty six years, and oh damn, and so Amazon really going was. When did Amazon start? Like 90, 1994, July 5th. Yeah, in, uh, yeah, 1994. So, oh, shoot. I was born in 94 in June. So I'm 24. So two years before they got married, he officially started Amazon. That's crazy. So anyway. Hey, sad day sad. in the uh, the Bezos household. Well, I don't know. Sad and not so sad. Yeah. <laughs> $36 billion. Yeah, I just, what would you do with $36 billion? Oh my God! Uh, pay off my student loans, pay off my car, buy an amazing car, and, and half billion still dollars. have like thirty-five point <laughs> five billion. Yeah. Oh, I would. I don't even know what I would do. I'd yeah. Go nuts. Buy a sweet house. Travel the world. I'd buy an island. Bring the whole crew out buy there. Buy an island. Yeah. Yeah. You could buy, dude. You could literally buy an island for like a couple million, mm. and you'd still have. I don't know. A lot. I'd go buy Pablo Escobar's island from fucking... <laughs> from that, the fire festival. Yeah, that Billy McFarlane messed up. I'll do it right this time, guys. Yeah, yeah. We'll throw a real one. We got the money to back it. Yeah, right? We can actually do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Well, here we go. Let's get into this interview with Joe. Uh, before we do that, um, as always, this interview is brought to you by Dev Hero. Uh, if you want to look him up online, his website is dev-hero.com. Uh, his name is Mike and he is a web developer and audio engineer here in Rhode Island. Um, does some incredible work. Uh, again, check out his website, dev-hero.com. Also, he is recently into the Instagram game. So go follow him, check him out there. He's dev hero LLC. Joe, thanks for coming in today. Appreciate you uh, coming in. Thanks, Mike and Mike. I am, uh, thoroughly impressed by the, uh, setup in front of me. I'm used to my very primitive laptop and <laughs> one mic and we get, testing and a yeah. uh, I don't even know what's in front of a, a mixer is what I would assume but yes. I'm not a sound guy so <laughs> we try is, no, you pretty, nailed it. pretty impressive um, so we're gonna uh, first we'll start quick introduction just tell us who you are and what you do sure you you lied I thought we'd start with the speed round um, my name is Joe Kelly I don't normally sound like this <laughs> I am sick uh, but still made it to the interview. Though. Yeah, but still made, still it, made here. it here. Yeah, I, I said it to Mike on the way up. I'm like, if it wasn't you, I would be home in bed right now. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, it was brutal. I didn't fall asleep till three last night. But that's terrible. Um, sorry, that's, a, that's okay. that, that doesn't make for very good uh, <laughs> podcasting. That's all right. Um, no, so I own a mass construction consultants 
which does permitting, uh, co-consulting, and um, education for construction companies in Massachusetts. Cool. Um, all right. So first thing we're starting with here is the speed round. 20 questions. Go for it. It's not actually 20, but it just sounds good. All right. Favorite color? Blue. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Left or right? Right. Wish I was left. Pick a number one to 10. Four. Oh, favorite number? Four. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Favorite liquor? Ooh. Gin. Gin. Gin? Okay. Iced coffee or hot coffee? Hot. Steak or chicken? Steak. Mac or PC? Mac. Last time you ran a mile or close? Does basketball count? A total of a mile? Sure. Last week. All right. Cool. I say any any exercise will count. For that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for you as a uh, business owner, right? Like you know, especially just starting up, like yeah. getting to do anything outside of just yeah. working constantly is a <laughs> is is a goal. Yeah, so. right. Um, all right, so we're gonna get right into it. I got a lot of questions here for you. So are you ready Go for it? All right. Um, so uh, I have a lot of questions. So usually this one's a little bit more intense, but just briefly give us a little background of where you grew up. And uh, where are you from? Ah, so I uh, grew up in Foxborough, Massachusetts. Nice. Uh, now live in West Roxbury. Yep. Um, so I grew up in Foxborough, but always had family in Boston area between East Boston, West Roxbury, High Park, Rosendale. Yep. Um, always liked that much more and yeah. really couldn't get out of Foxborough fast enough. It was a, <laughs> It's a wonderful town to raise a family. I but, love it. Um, just wasn't for me. Yeah, you're a so. city person. It, yeah, yeah. I just, I like the anonymity a little more. Like when you're in small town, mm-hmm. everybody knows your business. And, it's very true. You know, I ended up marrying the daughter of the fire chief on top of it. So if like, <laughs> if enough people didn't know you just because you were in the town, like, yeah, that doesn't help that either. Helps, so, yeah, right? yeah. But yeah. Uh, so you, and you went through Foxborough schools? Yep. Public schools um, did pretty bad in school. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yep. Did not do well in school. Did well in college, though. Um, Where so, did you go again? Uh, Wentworth. Wentworth, right. Like I knew that. Everybody in construction in Massachusetts, yeah. the vast majority of them are from Wentworth. So Yeah, cool. Um, and so you, you said it a little bit, but uh, what, do, what do you do right now? It's funny. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm honestly still trying to figure it out. Slowly learning. Um you know, this, the three lines of business, Mm -hmm. um, I do permitting, but you know, my background, I was a building inspector before I was a superintendent and I worked for the AGC of Massachusetts. Um, did a lot of code stuff with the AGC, obviously when I was a building inspector interfaced a lot with permitting and things. So, um, I get a lot of people interested in having me help them with permitting. Cool. It's very time intensive. And as you can imagine, spending your day at the building department is, Probably, probably not, not yeah, you know, your favorite exciting. thing to be doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mind going to Boston. I have so many friends there, so at least it's a little bit social. But mm-hmm. picture if your your job is to go to the DMV for the day, you know. Oh, it's, man. You know, it's not really. I couldn't do that. Yeah, and it becomes a time suck, too. So, right. But um, you can really help people. So what it has become is, as, as time went on, um, it's become more of an adjunct. So for people that I'm doing continuing education for for their companies mm-hmm. or i'm doing co-consulting or writing 240 nfpa 241 plans um for Quick, those c- quickly what's an nfp <laughs> 241 yeah so um that is 
in Massachusetts, you're required to write a construction fire safety plan okay. on any construction site. Okay. So uh, I'll work with general contractors, in some case owners, to draft the plans for mm-hmm. them. So if I'm working for them in those capacities and they say, hey, Joe, you know, I'm stuck with something. I had somebody, um, you guys might not be familiar and probably a lot of the listeners won't, but in construction is sometimes what's referred to as liquidated damages. Okay. So if you don't meet dates, it's X amount of dollars. Oh, you get fined. A day yep. you're, you owe, and sometimes they can be pretty substantial. Yeah, so sure. um, I've had clients that, you know, uh, that I work with on other things, and they say, I need to get an occupancy. I have liquidated damages. Can you help us? I need to make sure that I get this thing on time. Yeah. Um, so in that case, I have a good relationship with those people. I'll do that. I, I don't want to be doing it on a regular basis. Right, right. Um, but I'm still feeling that out. I mean, really, uh, there's been a lot more of a demand for education. Um, I think the pro- almost the problem has been that all three things are working. Yeah. You know, I, I went into it thinking... I know I have something here between right. these three things and let me see how it plays out. Sure. Assuming that I thought kind of one would really rise to the surface. Sure. Um, that's, not, that's not happening. Yeah. So that's making it harder on me um, Interesting. to try and figure out, you know, what, which kind of like route to just really attack. Y- yeah. And either something to be said for the diversification too. Mm-hmm. Um, construction is very cyclical. Yeah. Um, when things slow down, I mean, permitting might be what, you know, pays my mortgage. Right, right. Um, so I don't want to completely exit any of the three. Right. But uh, so it's a diversification thing. It is a um, also lifestyle, like doing the education. I'm scheduled. Sure. Right. Where it's much less of somebody calling and saying, oh, I need this thing by Thursday. Their right. hair's on fire. And <laughs> um, so there's something to be said for that. Yeah. So yeah, it's really it's not it's it's hard. It's not a straightforward answer. It's trying to figure out how it affects your lifestyle. Yeah. And and believe it or not, financial has kind of been pretty low on the list. Yeah. When it comes to trying to figure out what the right yeah mix which is. way to go, I got. Gotcha. I don't know if you guys feel the same. I mean, as far as One financially, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. No, I get what you mean. I don't. I don't think you've hit that yet. No, I think uh, one thing that we do run into is noticing, all right, we can do this, not boring job, but, you know, this kind of not as fun job in order to open us up to do something that's more fun. Yeah. So like, I think that's a balance where right, we'll take a pay cut on this project because we're making it up on, on this, this other project that's not yeah. as exciting. Yeah. yeah. And, and just yeah, there's obviously points where you're like, okay, this can help me pay the bills. Right. Or it's, and I don't know if this is what you were alluding to, it's a client that is really good to you. And right. I don't know if you guys feel this way, but it's really hard for me to say no to, just especially an existing pe- client. Just and good people. And good people yeah. and good friends. Like, so, and I think that's a downfall for me. It's, it's really hard, learning, right? Learning to say no, basically. Yeah, yeah. At, at the right times. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tactfully that they can appreciate. I mean, a lot of times there's been jobs as of lately where I said, before I say yes, let me sit down, let's talk and find out what do you really need out of me? Because what I don't want is I accept a project mm-hmm. and then I can't do what they need. Right. You know, that's that's not good for anybody. Yeah, so, exactly. And I think they've been, the clients that I have 
talked to about that have been really receptive. They've been like, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm so yeah, glad you said that to glad me. Glad we did that. Yeah. Um, you know, and in both cases, I ended up taking them on anyway, but... Um, yeah. At least yeah. then everybody's on the same page. Yes. Yep. How do your clients find you? Because I know you're on your own now. Yeah. Um, I mean... A lot of word of mouth just because the relationships you built during... It's actually one of my questions. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's fine. It's a, it's a great question. Um, and I'd knock on wood, but I know better because the, the mics are sensitive and I'll probably <laughs> break somebody's eardrums or maybe your fancy equipment uh, <laughs> prevents that from happening. But knock on wood, believe it or not. So it was a year in March. Yeah. Um, I have not asked for a single piece of work yet. Um, Jeez. Creating content yeah. Yeah. is really um, the driver and relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's funny, those two things are um, to some degree almost can be one and the same. Um, and, and I'll clarify meaning, um, if you're respectful with people and not, you know, everyone understands spamming, but like, there's sure. different, there's different levels to that because, you know, there's outright, outright pieces of content that go out there and you say, okay, that's obviously spam. Right. Right. Then there's other stuff that, Somebody thinks they're not spamming people, but they are. Their end goal is very clear, you know. Um, And I think that continues relationships. If they see that you're not doing that to them, that you're putting out content without looking for anything in return. Right. Um, You know, I know Mike's a big Gary Vee fan, and that was what I liked most when I hear his content. When I listen to it, I'm like, that's how I feel. Like, I don't want to sell to anybody right you know i want to go do a good job and give people what they need and if they want to hire me then come find me if they don't i'm not going to chase anybody like a big frustration past jobs where they would have lists and things like okay these are the clients we want i'm like what are we hunting them like i like that's you know and i get it maybe that's there's a place for that when your company gets big enough or something but um I, i really don't i don't like that yeah. Um, I'll tell you something in the similar vein of listening to Gary was when I was at the, it's funny, I was working as a building official mm-hmm. and I got so interested in the concept of inbound marketing yep. in a company. You guys familiar with HubSpot? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's probably almost 10 years ago now, maybe seven years ago now. Um, where they really kind of got big on the scene and they were yeah. producing a lot of really interesting content. Mm-hmm. Um, I found them because uh, I like cigars. There was another cigar guy on Twitter that I was following yeah. um, on like a personal account. Yeah. And he was working for HubSpot. Oh, okay. So I started to kind of read the stuff he was putting out and I'm like, that's it. Yeah. Right. Like uh, the, the concept of inbound marketing is create for people that don't know him. Your audience probably knows, but um, if for people that don't, it's create content that people will seek out. Right. And in a lot of cases, learn from. Mm-hmm. And as a result, that's a gateway for them to do business with you. Yeah. Um, and I even, I'm a little uncomfortable. Sorry if I'm talking too much, but. No, no. no. You're good. That's uh, the point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm used to being on the other side, so this is weird. Um, and now I just threw myself off track. Um, you know, I, I'm even almost as comfortable, uh, uncomfortable with that last step of saying, and then it helps them to do business with you. Like, Interesting. Because to me, like, it feels. That's funny. 
it feels slimy. It's like, like you're, you're baiting them, kind of. Yeah, and I don't like so. I am like so hardcore about that. Like I hate the term networking. Yeah. Like no, you know what? Go get involved in your industry, and good things will happen. Right. You know, if there's something that you're actually interested in, go be part of that, and good things will happen. Yeah. You know, um, and like that's just so like deep inside me i have such a visceral right. and i don't know it's probably some psychological thing that makes me really <laughs> off put to that maybe a bad yeah. experience when i was a kid or something but yeah. um but i think as a result of not doing that to people like they appreciate that and, and you're just more approachable because they know like if they're gonna come and like say hello to you you're not gonna be like hey yeah come yeah, well, come hire me yeah, yeah well, like well, you, they can just well, walk up to you and just have a conversation yeah like well, while you're here let me tell you about what i can do for you like yeah, yeah like yeah. oh god it's like, like they know they can go up and have a conversation with you and at yeah. the end you're not selling them anything yeah it's yeah. like you're talking to them because you're like genuinely curious about them yeah not yeah. like oh let's get some money out of them yeah, yeah that's yeah. it's a that's very true like i, I think it's a, a benefit um you know i have a lot of flaws and i think but one of the benefits of my personality is I find people interesting. <laughs> you know, I know lots of people like, oh, that yeah. person, can we swear on this thing? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Say whatever you want. Uh, yeah. You know, like, oh, that guy's a fucking asshole. This yeah. and that, blah, blah, You know, I said, yeah, you know what? He kind of is a fucking asshole, but he's entertaining to me. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? And, yeah. and he knows about this, you know, like, right. yeah, but this and that. It's like, you can't cast away everybody. Like, I, right. I, I, I don't know. I can find I'm the no same way. I find people like just everyone. I mean, everyone like Mike is like one way and you're just like a totally way different kind of person and like we've said on a couple of shows but i think that's what makes mike and i work so well together is that we're so yeah we're complete opposites almost yeah. when yeah, it comes to like that personal not personality or personable but like you know just the way that we each work is very different yeah that's accurate i mean not that i know you guys that well but even in the short <laughs> period of time like that's obvious right yeah um but yeah so i think that's helpful i mean i i feel like i almost get uncomfortable there's times where somebody is asking me about something yeah that is my business <laughs> yeah i get it and i'm almost uncomfortable telling them because i don't want them to think like oh, i'm just trying to get you to do this is like all right that's listen funny. i said here here's three other companies that do it as well you know what i mean <laughs> oh my but God. like that's uh, funny like i think this would be good for you i do it you know i'm not trying to pass, go wherever you want i'm not trying to yeah. tell you i think this will be good for you yeah. you know this is what you should do yeah um i think that's a positive and maybe to some degree it's probably a negative i was just gonna say because i'm a little bit like that i i don't i don't i like learning about people i like talking to people i just like conversations so, i mean even if we go to an event where you know maybe we know there's going to be like people that we could work with or something I, i'm still not that's not my intention so i mean i just like to talk to people but um, maybe there's scenarios like that where you said it is maybe a negative at some points where some yeah. client wants to do work with you and they're like, Oh, why should I work with you? And you know, you being you are kind of like, Oh, you know, here's what I can do, but you're not like super aggressive and they maybe go with someone else. Yeah. I certainly see it as a potential weakness. Um, and I think it's, but I think it's one of the things that's just kind of too much me yeah oh you know? yeah of course and you have to be you know like gary v says like self-aware like that's who you are you can't not be yourself and you know be aggressive it just wouldn't work because it's not you yeah and, and the, the positive effects of it probably way outweigh the negatives so i mean yeah i, I hope so yeah um but there's been times where i've tried to go the other route mm -hmm. you know just out of like 
I don't know if you're just trying it out or stupidly yeah. or young or whatever. Yeah. But like, you know, no, I'm just going to just uh, try it. I'm going to call and ask somebody. For the, the, not not my current business, but um, and it just doesn't work. Yeah. You know, and then I'm like, why did I do it? You know, yeah. you, you just, it's just a brain fart you have. And you're just like, no, just be yourself. And, yeah. Um, the other option is very insincere, right? Yeah. And like, oh, we'll do X, Y. Like, we know so many like other companies that do video. I mean, we had one of them on our podcast, like House. They're another company. They do exactly what we do. They do great work. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, those guys suck. Like, they do terrible work. Like, yeah. they're not. I, I know so many creative people in Rhode Island. I know photographers. <laughs> there's photographers in Rhode Island that I recommend. Yeah. Like, if someone emails me to do a video for a wedding or photography and maybe they come back and maybe they tell me why they say, oh, maybe your price is too high. I'll recommend them to other people. I'm like, hey, you know, I have a buddy that does photography. He's, you know, here's his name. Here's his contact info. Like, I have no problem doing that. Uh, when you were going back and you were talking about um, your the content and having people seek out content instead of throwing it in their face, I follow you on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and you put out awesome content on LinkedIn. Oh, thank you. You get thousands and thousands of likes on stuff and watches. How did you build that up? And is there any like secret formula that you use to you know get it out there? What's the recipe? Uh, yeah, no secret formula. Um, it's pretty simple. It's like it. Uh, well, I should I say it's two things. I put out what I would want to see. Yeah. Right. And I look at it as can someone learn something by seeing this? And the mm. other piece is like often I'll see people they'll find a a good article or something, and then they will share it, but put nothing with it. Mm. So, yeah. like, if you save people time or tell them why they should read it right or like why they're sharing it yeah like you're filtering it for them right right um and by you sharing content and saying like um i'll try let me try and think of an example but you say oh hey this article is really interesting i've never seen anybody use video on um selling a single family home Hmm. and they did it on a on a free application anchor and tag anchor or whatever right that makes no sense at all but (laughs) so someone looks at that be like oh hey i do that like i'm a real estate agent yeah and 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 that's the issue i have and you've solved it for them but if you just shared it and it had a headline people probably just scroll past it like there's so much like oh yeah it's garbage garbage flowing constantly how do you know what to stop and read but Mm -hmm. if you found something and you've essentially curated it for somebody else and said hey this is why it's interesting and this is what you should look at like you're saying they're filtering it for yeah, them. you're filtering it for them yeah. um and if you found it interesting and you're doing the same thing as these people then mm-hmm. then share that and um and you solve somebody a problem you know I, th- I think if you're solving people's problems and and that's not just oh i have this problem i guess a problem is i'm bored and you've entertained <laughs> them right like yeah so i think if you're solving their problems in some capacity, then that just works. I mean, I very rarely put, and I'm trying to think so I don't misspeak, but, you know, I think I very rarely put out stuff that is, hey, come listen to my whatever. Even the stuff that is directing people to the podcast, Yeah, it is a, here's three minutes from so-and-so. Yeah. And I usually bother to spend 
an hour and a half to go through listening to all the audio yeah to say like all right where's the nugget in here that is interesting yeah that might get people to listen to more or that might, get that people might to want more. them to just genuinely listen yeah or what did like it's also for the people that I'm never going to listen to that hour long podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to podcasts at all. Yeah. But hey, this person who is a major player in the industry just said something that is very either interesting or mm-hmm. relevant or, or valuable. Invaluable. Yeah. Like if I can find that, cut it out, yeah. give it to people, and then put the context in in verb verbiage form there with it. So, hey, here's a video. You can watch it and listen to the person say it. Right. Here's the nickel version if you don't even have the two minutes to watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know, but if you do want the whole thing, Here it click is. on this and yeah. you can listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But I think most people aren't willing to spend that time. Yeah. Because a lot of us are just lazy. But like a lot of like people <laughs> consuming it. So That's I think true. giving that little, uh, you know, synopsis, it really helps people. Yeah. I mean, shout out to the lazy people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, there's days where I want to be lazy too. But yeah, yeah. Um, no, I know enough people where like it's crazy how many people will approach me about LinkedIn stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, like I'd love to do it. How do you do this? You know, and That's I explain cool. to them and say, listen, it's not that hard. Yeah, spend ten to fifteen minutes every morning, do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, and they don't do it. Yeah, of course not. So I mean, That's interesting. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's effort. Yeah, and most people aren't willing to put in that effort but i think it's worth it and it pays dividends but you have to do it for at least a year yeah like i'm looking and yeah like there's been some pretty cool growth in the podcast it's like interesting how many dms i'm getting on different platforms and emails and um and stuff and that's super exciting but you know i it's early i think i've got a long way to go you know and i think just keep doing it i don't want to Right, you know, it's eighteen months that I probably, yeah, think we'll actually start getting somewhere. Yeah, like noticeable. I get it. Um, All right, so I'm gonna try to get back to some of my questions here. I'm I'm selfish. I want to know a lot of this stuff. So, (laughs) Uh, so you previously worked for AGC. Yep. Uh, So tell us a little bit about your role there and like kind of what it entailed. Yeah. So it was a position that was it had. Prior to me was a business development position. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got offered the job, um, I did. It was funny. I didn't apply for it. I wanted to meet with the CEO on something else. Was it Bob at the time? Yeah, that's awesome. And um, I love Bob. Yeah, Bob's awesome. He's a great guy. Um, and we met. We were talking about something else. And he's like, "Hey, I have a job open." And I said, "Yeah, I actually I saw it. You know, just because yeah. I forget, I was looking them up to meet with him on something else, and mm-hmm. I saw they had a job open." Yeah. You know, and he started to kind of allude if I'd be interested. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested in, like, it's a business development job. I'm not really interested in yeah. business development. And he's like, no, 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 we don't want a business development person. We just want somebody that knows construction. And um, hmm. so the role changed. I was able to kind of make it my own, which was nice. That yeah. autonomy was a, attractive. Yeah. Um, so it was about trying to... It, we settled on member services and like it was things to do to improve the membership of people that joined the AGC mm-hmm. by creating content yeah. that they liked, um, classes. Yeah. Um, excuse me, I'm going to cough cause I'm sick. It's <coughs> all right. We'll edit it out. <laughs> Good. Or maybe uh, we won't. Maybe <laughs> we won't. Um, creating content mm-hmm. classes, um, 
committees, things mm-hmm. that people are getting involved with. Um, so that was the role at the AGC. It was about, you know, doing things that um, would bring more value to the, the gotcha. members. Seems yeah. kind of like a PR, more of a PR position, would you say? Um, I think there was probably a component of that yeah. to it. Um, but there was a lot going back to the content thing. It yeah. was creating that content. Yeah. Um, I was able to, my background coming from construction, um, it's interesting. A lot of trade associations will have people that work for them and their backgrounds, background is in managing trade associations. And But they don't, you know, they work at the Barbers Association, but they've never cut hair before. Or yeah. they, you know, and there's, there's a place for that, you yeah. know, but then you do need a mix of, I think people from the industry. Yeah. I was from the industry. Um, so I think I was able to say people in the industry need this. Yeah. Um, so as a result, go out and put those things together. Um, it was a small organization from a staff perspective. So yeah. you have to do a lot. So it was kind of like, Oh, Hey, we should do this problem. They were like program. It's like, great, go for it. You know, <laughs> find the people to teach it, find the room, yeah. but you know, and there was staff there that helped with stuff, but yeah. you were really, um, on your own. It was very entrepreneurial. I liked That's that. Cool. Um, so th- that was the AGC side. Yeah. Um, and for people who may not know, I'm going to try to go take a stab it. at what the, as for people who don't even know what the AGC is, I almost think of them as sort of like a chamber of commerce for the construction industry. Yeah. Perfect. Nice. Nailed it. I've yep. always thought that and I'm like, I hope I'm right. Yeah. Cool. So if, yeah, for anyone who's wondering, that's basically what the AGC is. Uh, and how long did you work there? Four and a half years. Oh, okay. All it right. A, so it wasn't. It was a shorter time. stint than. Yeah. What, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I almost had like nine years in my mind. Yeah. Nope. How'd you like it? You loved it, right? Yeah. It was yeah. great. I mean, I made a lot of good friends there. That's how we met. That's how. Yep. Me being one of those great friends, right? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's true. Um, yeah. And you like uh, all that stuff. A- yep. Again, just, you know, I worked with good people yep. like both you guys and all the staff there and all the people that. Um, were members of the association. Yeah, I liked again. I like people, so having the variety of people that I got to meet with that was yeah. great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I have got nothing but great things to say about the agency. Yeah. I thought it was um excellent for me. I think it's excellent for the people that are members of it. Yeah. Um, it's a good organization and association of general contractors. It's yeah. What the what they stand for. Yeah. yeah. Um. So after four four and a half years at AGC, what uh? And how old are you now, Joe? Uh, 43 43 oh okay um what at at 42 i guess yeah. what uh 41 42 what made you want to like leave and you know start your own thing especially because you are married yep and you have a son who's how old four four so you know he was one and two and a half at the time something mm-hmm. like that what uh you know i'm sure that wasn't I'm sure you don't have a ton of free time. What made you want to be like, oh, I'm going to start my own business? Yeah. Um, I thought about it for a long time. Yeah. How long? I would say it, would always, it was always in the back of my mind. Yeah. Um, as a foolish like kid, right? I remember well, being on my first interview for a co-op. Okay. And the guy that was, it was a small firm. I was the first co-op they actually they ever oh, hired. okay cool. um they were a good sized company at the time you know yeah. they, maybe they were doing you know 30 30 million or something like that maybe 40 million and the guy that was the ceo asked me he's like well like you know 
where do you eventually, where do you want to end up? Like, where, yeah. where do you see your career path going? What do you want to do? You know, or, or I don't forget how he, how he phrased it, but he, he phrased it that it was not odd to answer. Well, I want to do what you're doing, huh. you know? Yeah. And I remember he just kind of just laughed. He's like, kind of like hoping you would say that. Well, no, just kind of laughing. Like, like, look at this kid. Like he's got, you know, oh, okay, what, yeah. what, what is, you know, what's he gonna like say? he appreciated, he thought it was kind of funny, but yeah. kind of like, that's kind of a ballsy thing to say when you're like 20 yeah. year old kid, like, I want to do what you're doing, you know, yeah. And not that I've been like hyper driven to be a business owner per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the autonomy. Like I have a really hard, time dealing with bureaucracy and um corporate structures and like oh you need to have this in by thursday like you know why like oh well it's required by corporate and like you gotta fill out this form like like this is stupid this is a waste of all my time like yeah and um and i understand that that's necessary for big corporations but like it's just not not you not me yeah. and it's um like i can't and, and i really enjoyed the agc because that because i did get some autonomy there but still yeah, i was gonna say you day, said you liked the entrepreneurial aspect of it where it was a small company so you kind of had to do a lot of things yeah and it was just kind of a that was a gateway to um saying all right like yes this is better than normal right if, if you're working for somebody right but I want even more. At the end of the day, there was still a board that could say yay or nay right, or right, a CEO right. or mm-hmm. somebody else. Like I just, I like to do things my way. And <laughs> like, you know, that in, I don't say that being arrogant or anything. It's just right. that that's what. No, I mean, it's just like, you know, that's just who you are. It's, it's your style. And that's who I am. Work, yeah. yeah. And there's good things about that and there's bad things about that. Yeah, right. Of course. Um, and I think, I think, that was it. So yeah, was it? Um, some people might look at it as risky with you yeah. know mortgage and a two year old. And, yeah, because um, that was my biggest thing. Is like you know when you think of someone who's going to start their own business, they're usually. I mean, I'm 24. Mike's 27. Usually, it's around that age. You know, we don't have a lot of. You know, like I have a risky. girlfriend. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not married. I don't have a, a mortgage or anything crazy. You know. Yeah, I'm, not, less I'm risk. not tied. Yeah, exactly. Less risk. And, you know, yeah. you, you have more. <laughs> yeah, I, there is more. Um, I think I had enough of a comfort level because there was, even when I was at the AGC, there was people that reached out and wanted me to do things for them. Interesting. On the oh, side. Wow. Um, so I could see that the need was there and just looking at things that were happening in the marketplace that things i knew i could do yeah um interesting so i think uh, as much as there was risk and believe it or not i didn't do a lot of planning yeah per se right again it's not my style like i like (laughs) there was a, a professor that i knew um and i was chatting with him and when he knew i was at the agc and he knew that i was going on my own he's like you know he's like if you want i can help you with a business plan you know and i'm like oh we don't have one of those yeah (laughs) you know and i didn't i didn't say that to him obviously but i was like oh you know i think i'm pretty good you know like um i think that's really kind of a waste of you you didn't make one no 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 i think that's i made one in college because i took a entrepreneur class and i had to yeah i had to make one in college too but i don't think it like the market make one 
No, because uh, plans change. So <laughs> I don't think that that is good right there. That is some good shit. That's a good uh, good little nugget right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there there was some risk in there, but I think I although I didn't put a formal plan on paper, mm-hmm. I thought you knew what it. you wanted to do. Yeah, and yeah. I knew that there was work there, mm-hmm. um, and I knew that I could go back to doing what I was doing as a superintendent or whatever, and I wouldn't be without work. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's for this podcast, but I mean, um, a lot of it is just like personal stuff has changed sure. in that like um, changes your perspective and gets you to understand yourself yeah. better. Mm-hmm. And I think by understanding myself better and understanding kind of like what inherent like fears you have and things yeah. like that. And once you find out what those are. Yeah. Um, it enables you to kind of move past them. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of like the business plan where you're talking about where, you, you know, you got everything laid out, but you don't actually know what's going on until you're in the fire and you're in the thick of things. Yeah. And, you know, it's true. Every, you got to pivot. You got to do things in order to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be, you have to be able to adjust and you, and I've also never been able to do, I don't do multiple things at the same time. Well, Multitasking, yeah. I'm very all in on one thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, inbound marketing i read books i read everything and, and i didn't need to do it i wasn't yeah. doing it. i was a building inspector i didn't yeah. need but i was fascinated with it and i learned all about that yeah um paleo you know 20 some odd books and i don't know how many blog posts and podcasts and everything yeah. and just the amount of stuff i learned that i know about uh biology and medicine now is is crazy but like yeah. i go i go yeah you go into whole it. hog and yeah. then you know so i couldn't kind of just do it on the side and right. do my day. I couldn't split the two things because I, yeah. I do what I do. Right. I get um, it. So I kind of had to rip the bandaid off and say, you know, fuck it. I'm doing it. If it doesn't, if I crash and burn, I crash and burn. Right. And I'll go back to being a superintendent. Yeah. And that's fine. Can always go back. Yeah. You can plan for everything, but you could go and then some other shit happens and now your plan's gone. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. So it, you wasted all that time planning. Yeah. You have to do like, it goes you back just to, have the, to do it. It goes back to it's uh, ripping off the bandaid is the yeah. right thing. You have to do it. Might be a little painful. Yeah. Same thing with the podcast. Like, and this will be a good segue to me for me to compliment you guys. Like, <laughs> very professional sounding. Like, you listen to mine. Like, there's just hard drop. I don't. I'm gonna use all the wrong phrases to show how little. <laughs> I, like, it just drops from one thing to another. And like, it's people's necks probably get broken like the transitions the most i can do is fade the music yeah other than that it's it's just it it's horrendous but if i waited and nitpicked mm-hmm. and figured out like i didn't know how to i i didn't know how to use garage band yeah i didn't know how to use any audio right. stuff period right and i'm pretty comfortable on technology yeah yeah but for whatever reason GarageBand is just far from intuitive. Mm-hmm. And I like struggled to figure out how to use this friggin' thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I spent the time, got just good enough that yeah. I could make something. Make something and get it out. Right. And if I just kept trying to figure out all that stuff yeah. and never got started, mm-hmm. I was like, screw it. I'm gonna do it. There's some horrible stuff. There's, you'll learn. Yeah. If if something doesn't work, you'll learn what worked and you'll learn what didn't work. Yeah, that's and, the biggest thing. And right now, like the success with the podcast has been great in a very short window. I think it's maybe six months. 
I don't know. You've only been doing it six months? Yeah. Oh, wow. Maybe not even that. That's good. And um, you do it what? Once a week? Once a week. Cool. Um, Can you give it a quick plug? Yeah. The name of it? Yeah. yeah mass construction show. <laughs> there um, you go. If anyone here is into construction. Yeah. If you like construction, it's um, it's just it's straight up construction talk. Yeah. You know, yeah, where yeah. you guys talk with your other video folks. And if you like if you like construction, take a listen. But yeah. There's something there for non-construction people. Some of the developers that come on talk about, um, yeah, because I see you touch on like everyone who who comes on is like you're really hitting like so many pieces of construction. Like it's not just the guy who's like I'm gonna totally screw this up, yeah, but the guy who's it. just like hammering in like some nail to build the building. You're talking to like like <laughs> that was the worst. great example. I love it. Yes, perfect. You know what Mike. I mean? Yeah. Not the actual construction Mike's workers. Mike's going to be your next, uh, your next podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, but you're talking to, like you said, like the developers, or I think you had a, a lady on recently who was part of like construction security. Uh, there's so many different like facets that you're actually hitting. So it's not just construction in general. It's oh yeah, no, it's, so many different areas. It's about um, the reason I love construction is it's um, the process is very. Um, it's very involved and very exciting and you know you have the developer that a lot of a lot of times it's developed sometimes it's institutional but when mm-hmm. it's a developer there's somebody taking a gamble that says i'm going to invest all this money and build this thing here um and it might not work and it might not work yeah and we all agree to you know the first job i was on was three quarters of a billion dollars two forty story oh, high rises and was it in boston yeah it was the original millennium project oh wow um and they were building it in what at the time was still referred to as the combat zone. Okay. And they were going to build a Ritz Carlton in the combat zone. So, wow. um, I mean, and I'm talking, it was still straight up combat zone. There was hookers walking down the street at night and, and they're oh like, God. we're going to put a five star hotel right here. Yeah. Um, and you know, stabbings and it, it was, you, you were uncomfortable walking down the street. That's um, scary. Yeah, and now that person stepped in and said, we're going to build this here and we're going to build these two forty story high-rises with, you know, I don't know what, I know the building that I was on was, you know, between four and 500 people working there wow. at its peak. And then if you put the other, maybe there was 700 people coordinated working together and you ended up having guys that had just gotten out of jail and other, so one day you're talking, in the same yeah. hour you're talking to somebody that just got out of jail and somebody that just invested three yeah. quarters of a billion dollars into um yeah you know the combat zone and uh that can be uh that can be interesting so to talk about that entire process to talk to developers and what goes into designing a building um there's a really interesting guy that came on and talked about um like parking and the trends that are happening with parking and reduction in transient parking. Oh, in I think I remember that one. That might have been one that I listened to. Yeah, it, yeah. and it was really interesting because now you have this person, these developers that have 500 parking spaces in their building, but they only need 300. What are you going to do with those other 200? And, yeah. you know, do we design buildings different now? And they're talking yeah. about designing buildings with less parking, but more drop-off space to accommodate for Uber and Lyft and autonomous vehicles that are coming and what are the trends happening there and then safety and risk and so... Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's the process. So it's not just construction, yeah. not just the guy hammering the nail, <laughs> right? Um, but in technology, construction tech and all that. Yeah. Kind of stuff, so. I got a quick question about the podcast. Do you ever get worried about 
you know, giving away too much information because like maybe on your consulting side, like you say, like, oh, usually people pay me my day rate for that. And, you know, you're going to put it out on the airways for free. Do you ever worry about that? Do you ever edit anything out? No. No. And I have, I have some people that get a little concerned about that, about they're afraid to show their hand. Um, I am firmly of the opinion that there's no secrets. Yeah. There's no secrets sauce. Um, a lot of people feel like there is, and they're like, oh, no, we can't let our competitors know. Like, I look at it this way. If you're, if you're ahead of people, right, and you're doing, um, you're doing things well and you're being creative and innovative and you let people know about that, your competitors, what are they going to be doing? Holding it. They're going to be playing catch up, right? Yeah, if, if they even you. can put in the work ethic. Right. To or the work, I should say, not have the work ethic and put in the work to do what you're doing. Great, but at that point, and this doesn't work for podcasts, but I'm gonna hold my hand up, right, <laughs> and say, okay, they're trying to get where you are, but while they're trying to get where you just told them you were, you're to the next, you're moving to the next yeah, place, yeah. and they're just kind of always playing catch up. A great example is when I was doing the inbound marketing, like phase of my life there, where I was reading all about that. They had an example in a book. It was a guy that owned. Um, a pool installation company and it was somewhere like out in Ohio or Idaho yeah. or wherever. Yeah. Um, and he got inbound marketing people to work with him and they said one of the common things that they'll say is what are the biggest questions you have? Because that should be your content. Sure. Right? So they asked him, they said, what is, what's the biggest question you get? Or what are the three biggest questions you get? He goes, how much? For a pool right i said okay so let's write something about how much it costs to have a pool installed yeah and then he had all of the pushback which was well i don't want my competitors to know how much i charge yeah, yeah um i can't tell because it depends on whether it's uh you know rock or sand that i'm digging in is it yeah. above ground is it below ground all the variables yeah. to is it. all these very how big do they want it to be and yeah says, and then but they push them they're like okay well let's say it's in ground pool if it's rock and it's an average size pool, how much does it cost, right? And if it's sand, how much does it cost? Okay, so you could say it's between 1,000 yeah. and 3,000, depending on whether there's sand or stone, and that's assuming the pool's this big, right? Yeah. And the guy was super uncomfortable, but eventually he put it out. His sales went like 40-fold or something crazy. That's crazy. Right? That's because awesome. here's the problem was everybody was... was too afraid to ask. Or no, everyone was too afraid to put it out there. So, so what what do you do? You want to you you want to put a pool in your backyard? What are you going to do? Go online and look for Google. one. Google. Yeah, Google. Yeah. Right. So you're going to, you know, how, how much, much for a pool, a pool yeah, in yeah, yeah. Pawtucket, Rhode Island? Right. This yeah. guy had local content about how much a pool costs in Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. Right. So they got his web page instead of everybody else's. Yeah. Right. True. And then they answered the question. Everybody else, if you went to a bunch of websites and nobody gave you the price. Yeah, and, and then, then you, you find one that you that do. does. All kinds of good things happen, right? Because you're like, oh, okay, um, this guy's being upfront. Yeah, these guys are saying, oh, call me and I'll give you a free consultation. Sure, right? yeah, yeah. That doesn't work, right? That puts people off. Yeah, and then on top of it, a lot of times people had he was saying people had no idea how much a pool cost. Yeah, I don't. Right? Do you so, know how much a pool costs? No. Oh. Do, you, do you want sand or do you want rock? <laughs> yeah. um, so the point was, he goes, he's talking to customers. A lot of times the customers were saying, oh, I went in thinking a pool was going to cost me 
fifteen thousand dollars, and it was I'm, I'm gonna be off of the I, numbers. Yeah, yeah. And then I saw it was three, and like, oh, I can afford I can afford that. three, yeah. and I called you up and you put it in. Yeah. So, if he went with that mindset of like, I don't want my competitors to hear, uh huh, he would have never. He destroyed his competitors. That's crazy. By putting it out there, and even from a personal standpoint, if I open up a magazine or something, they have a bunch of clothing, and there's no prices on it. My mind's immediately like. That's way too, too expensive. expensive. Yeah, like, it's yeah, up yeah. There. yeah that's you know, a, a absolutely. Or call us and like, I don't want to call you. Yeah. Um, just t- g- give me a ballpark. Like yeah. that drives me insane. Like, or I remember calling software companies. Yeah, when we were looking at bringing software on certain mm-hmm. places, and they say, okay, well, like, how much is it? I have a budget. Like, what's the ballpark? Well, oh, well, it depends. We can come in. We'll talk to you. I'm like, I, I don't want you to drive over here and waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Yeah, you know, are we talking a thousand or are we talking ten thousand? I'm yeah, not holding yeah. you anything, yeah. right? Um, so th- I, there's like so much value in just putting that information out there. Interesting. Um, like the best piece of content I have. So I write NFPA two forty one plans for a living. Yeah. The best piece of content I have is how to write an NFPA two forty one plan. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure everybody's trying to look that up, right? Everyone's looking it up, trying to figure it out. And I have so many people come to my website for that. Yeah. You know, so, um, and it's people they'll they'll read it, but they're not gonna actually do it. Well, yeah, a lot of that happens, you know, which is they could they can at, understand it, but either they're too busy or that you know it's not their expertise, and yep. even though they just read a blog post about how to do it, they're still gonna be like, well, clearly this this guy knows how to do it. I'm gonna talk to him. Yeah, like why would I even? You start to read it. I don't understand that. I understand that. Well this guy from this website knows how to do it so let's just hire him to go and do it right yeah there's that right but also there's there the thing is make it real so that somebody you've given them enough information that they truly can do it because then it's good content and what happens Mm -hmm. is like you guys have built websites when you first build a site and i have i have zero background in web development seo any of that kind of stuff i know nothing about that i've put a blog together before I was involved with the website at AGC and I've built this current website and you guys know you build a site. It could be, you know, Mike and Mike's video.com, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next day you Google Mike and Mike's video, right? Dot com. It won't even come up. You know what I mean? Like you can't, it's you, on the 40th page. So. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but you could see by me just creating that one piece of content, Google started quickly yeah like i went from like you can see when through wordpress how many people have yeah search items have come to your site through organic yeah like it was like two people for the first month yeah then it was like eight people and then it started rapidly going because you could see people were coming they'd see that piece of content they'd go somewhere else time on site was good yeah so just by having that one good piece of content people were looking around it like in in Google's like oh okay people yeah. that go there are like staying this, there are staying. yeah I'm gonna put more people there yeah and that just gives me the opportunity to do more on that website by having good content yeah and but the catch is a lot of people will put that content out there and will make it enough to give you an idea but not enough to actually do it yeah yeah because they want you to go to them right you have to actually give them enough to do it. And there was actually a woman, this was two weeks ago, she was doing, um, her and her husband were renovating their home Yeah. in Cambridge and she found my site. Oh, cool. And she emailed me and she was a little confused about something 
and I said, there, listen, it just should look like this. Yeah. You know, because she just wanted specifically, she knew what was supposed to go in it by reading it, but how it looked. So I told her, and she's like, this is what I've done so far. She sent me over, like, it looked fantastic. Wow. I was like, you're like, wow, I'm impressed. I don't even think she had a construction background. She was a homeowner. <laughs> that's funny. And I was like, that's an awesome plan. And Jeez. I was like thrilled, you know, I was like, no, I'm like, that's spot on. I was like, add this and this. She's like, thank you. It was so much help. You know, that's like, awesome. So I think you really have to. Now, if she hit runs into anyone who needs an, an FP 240, yeah, if anyone she ever runs into needs that, she will be like, oh, I know a guy. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, I think that's a, a big thing is to make sure that um, it's not half helpful. Yeah, or not helpful enough I to get, get somebody there, and then really not enough to get them over the finish. Then line. they're reading it, and then they get pissed off that they're like, "Oh, you left out this piece," or yeah. you know. Yeah, I get it. When you uh, when you first started working for yourself, um, were there times where it was pretty difficult to balance uh, family and work? You know, obviously because we said you have a kid and you you're married. Yes. And, um, and maybe is it still difficult sometimes to balance? <coughs> it's still difficult. Um, working from home. Yeah, that's, a, that's part of my other questions is working from home. Go is, ahead. No, no, it's like a huge plus. Oh, okay, good. Right? A lot of people think it's a negative, but yeah. just that commute time. Yeah. Right? <laughs> how I mean, you, how you, far was your old commute when you would drive? Yeah. Um, it obviously depends on traffic, but driving, yeah. it, I, I was pretty happy with it being half hour. Okay. You know, maybe... On a good morning, twenty twenty-five. Okay. On a bad afternoon, yeah. forty-five. Yeah. Um. But most people, it's more than that, right? Yeah, yeah. And just figure if you called it an hour on each way, if you're getting two hours of your life back. Yeah. Or your work time back. Yeah. There's a there's a big advantage there. Yeah. Um. So I think that helps with efficiencies. Like, mm. I've become for sure much more efficient. Um. I, I still kind of read a lot. Yeah. Like um, Cal Newport, Deep Work, uh, stuff like that, where kind of you're learning about cutting out distractions and just getting quality time and how much you can actually do. Yeah. And how much you can actually get done when you Think actually focus on working when you're working. Yeah. Like, yeah. I shut off notifications four years ago. Wow. Like just other than texts yeah. and calls. Okay. Like in most of the time I've had my phone on silent anyway. Wow. But like no social media notifications, <sighs> nothing. I couldn't even imagine. Like shut it off in work. And, yeah. and it's funny, like I, I had somebody, um, a woman that works for a company that I do a lot of work with. Um, I had posted something on social media and then, sent it to her and it was like later in the day yeah and like her just response through social media was like when do you sleep like <laughs> and i, I actually sleep funny. a lot i yeah, like yeah. i'm so hyper like sleep. worried about like what i eat and how much i sleep and yeah. you know i'm eight hours a night and like yeah. if i don't i do terrible you yeah. know and today i'm running on fumes because the uh because i'm sick but um <laughs> You're killing the podcast. Yeah, Just, you're, doing <laughs> you're doing great. So, <laughs> okay, killing I'll it in a good it. way is what I meant. Okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, all right, I'll take that. Hopefully, hope, well, I'm glad you guys feel that way. The the people on the uh, other end of the headphones will be the yeah, one that decide. But, right, right. Um, so no, I mean, I think it's it's focusing on like putting out quality work and not like mm-hmm. 
I have to put little the little do not disturb knocker like knocker on the door like yeah. for the most part. Um, Karen, my wife is awesome. You guys, I don't she's know if you great. both know Karen, her. but yeah, yeah, right. okay. yeah she did that once. day. You oh, yeah, 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 she yeah. was there. That's right. Yeah. Um, she's great. So she's awesome, and she's good about making sure Matthew isn't just bombing but, in yeah, at yeah. any time. Hey, dad, 